0: Fight back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome
1: back. As of February the first, the two largest cancer charities in the country, the Canadian Cancer Society and the Canadian Breast Cancer Foundation, merged. This comes in the wake of plummeting donations, and it's an attempt to cut costs and eliminate duplication and allow the charity to spend more on research and programs. The chairman of the board also believes this is a first step in the consolidation of the charity sector and that it may serve as a model for others. He also says the Canadian Cancer Society is in talks with at least four other charities who may join. Lynn Hudson is the former head of the Canadian Breast Cancer Foundation, and she is now the president and CEO of the merged organization, which is operating under the Canadian Cancer Society banner. And she joins me now. Lynn Hudson, thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. Well, uh, first of all, this was precipitated by a drop in donations. Why do you think that's happening?
2: No, it's hard to say. The Fraser Institute recently um, issued a report saying that this year was the lowest number of donations in all sectors uh, across Canada. So so it's a trend across all sectors in this country.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and again, do you... Uh, I mean, the Canadian Cancer Society kind of uh, was the, traditionally the brand name. Uh, do you have any sort of theory about why uh, it's dropping off? Well, there's
2: certainly been an explosion of charities in Canada, upwards of 85000 now. So I do think there's been um, a dilution of charitable dollars, and really that's one of the driving factors for our merger is to remove any market um, competition so that we can come together and be more effective
1: mm hmm I'm just going to go over a, a few of the numbers here. So in four years, from 2012 to 2016, uh, Canadian Cancer Society donations dropped from 215 million to 180, and in terms of the Canadian Breast Cancer Foundation, the drop was a drop by, by one-third to 36 million. So that's, that's a lot
2: certainly is, and again, in looking at that um, donation landscape, it certainly facilitated the discussion for the two of us to look at this uh, challenge together and to see how we
1: could better use our donation dollars. Uh Uh-huh. Now, you're trying to avoid duplication. In the case of the Canadian Cancer Society, you have the national organization, and you have provincial organizations in every province with... Their own staffs, um, in terms of people dealing with it, there seem to be a lot of bureaucracy involved. Frankly, is that going to change?
2: No, we think one of the strengths of the Canadian Cancer Society is the fact that we're present in a hundred different locations across Canada. And we are where uh, Canadians and um, patients are when, when they need services. So that's a strength we're going to build on. But what we will be reducing is some of the back office support, for example, tax receding, um, some of the financial systems, the IT systems, and this kind of thing, uh, and centralize that to enable our, our community-facing um, support workers to be, to be doing what they should be, uh, supporting people with cancer.
1: Okay. Uh, Do you have um, targets? So I was looking at um, MoneySense charity ratings. There are a number of organizations that rate charities on a number of different metrics. And um, one of them is how much, uh, what percentage of their revenue they're able to spend on programs. So at the Canadian Cancer Society, that was... 64% was going to programs, which meant uh, that uh, the rest, 36%, was going for administration fundraising costs. And at the Breast Cancer Foundation, that number was 57% going to programs. So together, that's an average of 60%. Do you have a target? So we've just brought the two organizations together in the last uh,
2: week and a half. So we're working through those plans right now. But obviously the target and one of the driving factors of our merger is to bring those fundraising and administration costs as low as
1: possible. Uh huh. But you, don't, you haven't set a target yet? We, we are working
2: through the details.
1: Okay. Um, and uh, you're expecting it to be uh, better than either of them or an average or what? Better. We Bet-
2: uh, certainly would bring the breast cancer um work into the Canadian Cancer Society's umbrella which would bring that down fairly quickly and then together work through the uh the macro reduction uh, across the country.
1: And uh, in terms of, of the things that the that the CCS the new CCS will will deal with uh Canadian Breast Cancer Foundation was extremely successful. Um I'm a breast cancer survivor among other things, but one of the uh, I guess uh complaints is probably the wrong word but one of the things in the cancer sector is that breast cancer traditionally has received a huge amount of research funds charity funds and and you know that's part of the success but there are other cancers that are underfunded like pancreatic cancer, which is uh, the fourth-largest cancer cause of cancer death. So is the fact that the Breast Cancer Foundation is a big part of the CCS, Is how is that going to influence the mix?
2: So we, we want to uh, absolutely continue to be committed to breast cancer research and programs. One in nine women are still expected to get breast cancer, so it's incredibly important to keep that focus uh, going. But as you rightly said, there's other cancers to be considered as well. And the Canadian Cancer Society does have the ability to have a broad portfolio to support all cancers, and we're hoping that through this merger, we won't um, walk away from the commitment to breast cancer at all, but certainly through these efficiencies, we'll have more funding available to fund some of, um, at a greater rate, some of the others like pancreatic, for example.
1: Uh-huh, uh, but will Breast cancer have kind of a pride of place or um, a lock on some of the funds?
2: Well, we do want to be um, respectful of the donations and the stakeholders that supported the Canadian Breast Cancer Foundation for the last 30 years. So we would not do anything to to jeopardize or or change that. Um, So in that regard, that is net new money to the Canadian Cancer Society, and we will respect that and and their um, directed funding.
1: So does that sort of mean uh, that something on the order of of the 36 million will definitely be dedicated to breast cancer? We will... Um, continue to
2: evolve our programs over time, but certainly in the short term, you know, one, two, three years following our amalgamation, yes, we will remain um, committed to those donors that have come to us through the Canadian Breast Cancer Foundation and honor their commitments to uh, keep their funds directed at breast cancer research and programs.
1: Okay. And um, in terms of consolidation, uh, do you expect that a lot of other charities are going to join you? And at what point? you know does it does it become too big say well one thing I'm very passionate about is partnerships
2: and and that doesn't necessarily mean a formal merger or consolidation but certainly a way to network better and part of how we will be changing how we do business in addition to reducing core services will be to working with partners whether national or locally um, to link together better uh, so that we have a fuller offering at, at a community level
1: uh-huh. And uh, are the, are you using any models for that? You know, for instance, uh, in the States, well, in a little bit here, Stand Up to Cancer, they they like to see partnerships before they fund anything. Stand Up to Cancer is a wonderful partner of the Canadian Breast Cancer Foundation. In fact, was their first
2: partner in Canada. Uh, so, yes, we certainly have looked internationally at best practices. But But to be honest, this kind of consolidation is rather unprecedented. It certainly is in Canada, and even globally, it's hard to find um, comparables. So we are working with best-in-class organizations like Stand Up to Cancer um, as
1: partners, um, but we are also learning as we go. Uh-huh. And um, again, is, is there a, a point, you know, where an organization becomes too big?
2: You know, unfortunately, with cancer that affects two in five Canadians and is expected to grow by 40 percent, I think we're a long way from where that's a concern. Um, there's so much to be done uh, for this cause
1: in this country that I, 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 right now it's hard to imagine being too big at this stage. Uh-huh. Well, no, I mean too big in terms of, you know, being able to get things done. Again, I, I, I think we're a long way from that in Canada. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And uh in terms of the mix, uh, Canadian Cancer Society, uh, and also the Breast Cancer Foundation, what's the kind of mix between funding research and uh, having support programs and helplines and all of those other things? Yeah,
2: at the moment it's roughly 60% research and 40% programs.
1: Uh-huh. And you, uh huh, and do you expect to maintain that?
2: I think so. I, well, again, we'll do a bit more research into what stakeholders are looking for across the country, but we do find it's pretty balanced in terms of both donor and need in the country for um, uh, both 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 parts of the, our business and supporting research. So I see it um, being
1: fairly balanced. And has uh, the number of volunteers gone down along with donations? Um, that's a good question.
2: The volunteer base does seem to be reasonably steady. Um, volunteers come out um, by the tens of thousands for events like the Run for the Cure and Relay for Life, and we have not seen a significant decline uh, with Canadians' interest in helping us and, and supporting our, our society.
1: Well, I mean, I mean volunteers for things like uh, drivers, people who are taking others to chemo, that kind of thing.
2: No, it's pretty robust. We are fulfilling those programs as well. In, in April, um, it's Daffodil Month, and you'll see daffodils across the country, and we have a wonderful and consistent and robust group of volunteers that go coast-to-coast uh, to, coast to support us
1: with, with our daffodil program. And, and um, are people going to notice what, what should we be looking for in the coming months and years from the Canadian Cancer Society?
2: I'm hoping you'll see us be much more progressive in terms of our operations, as we discussed, to drive efficiencies in part, but also to service um, our Canadians and our programs a bit better. Um, I think we need to be a bit more um, market-focused in our fundraising um, in order to um, attract um Wider audience of donations. You, you opened the call talking about the decline in fundraising, and I think technologies such as digital media and so forth, uh, we've been slower to adapt than others. So, um, things like that, we're going to uh, look to improve and where we can invest.
1: Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I saw something about uh, looking for more large donors.
2: In part, yes, we were very fortunate to have a wonderful partnership with the Women's College Hospital and Peter Gilgin, um, a, a phenomenal a Canadian and philanthropist, as an example. Again, it's a partnership arrangement that, that's new for our organizations, and we would look to do more of that um, when we can, for sure.
1: Okay. Lynn Hudson, thanks very much for that, and good luck. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio.